From Relay FM, this is Analog, episode number 44. This week's episode is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts, Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, and Red Hat, different for the sake of better technology. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined across the room by Mr. Casey Liss. Mike, we could reach out and touch each other. Well, there you like, go. Like, oh, and it just happened. It like, now. just like Bono and Tim Cook, and now I'm embarrassed. But, um... But no, we are here together in San Francisco. We both sound like crap because we've been yelling at our friends for the last four days, three days, uh, and, whatever. And it's 8 a.m. right now. Yes. Also, it is, it, it is I have early. never recorded a podcast so early. I've recorded podcasts like late, which kind of come up to this. Like I've recorded <laughs> until like 5 a.m., but I've never started recording at 8 a.m. before. It's funny that you classify 5 a.m. as the evening prior, where to me that is definitely the morning, or the, like the early that morning. Well, I didn't go to sleep. Oh, you God. see, so it's oh no, Mike, I can't that's handle this. John, like, so if if I ever record with Mister Syracuse, that's kind of what I do because I record at like three a.m. my time mm-hmm. until like five or so. Good grief! Yeah, I don't know how you Europeans do it. That the first episode of of Command Space that I had him on, I don't think I've ever been so quiet before <laughs> on a show. I was like, mm-hmm. I was very relaxed. It was very NPR sounding. <laughs> So yeah, so we are here in San Francisco. I am in uh, Mike and Steven's hotel room. I could uh, go into Mike or Steven's bed and just you know cuddle for a minute if I so desired. Um, we did consider that for a moment to record from the bed. Yeah, we thought it might be interesting. It would be pillow talk with Mike and Casey. Oh, that, that, that's where we pivot. Yeah, that, that, that'll be it. That'll be our episode, what, 52 or whatever it is from uh, from the old days. Um, actually, we're coming up on it, so maybe we should. But yeah, we're here in San Francisco. Um, we have successfully traveled from various parts of the globe to San Francisco. We have survived our travel, which yep. is good. Um, we'll probably do a little uh, follow-up about that. But we're here. It's been good. It's been a good week. Busy week. Busy week. We've barely seen each other. It's yep. terrible. Um, this is probably the most time we'll have like, spent just like in a even in a small group just a, just us in in all week and that's been that's been sad like i've been having a great time i've been hanging out with you know all of our mutual friends but you and i just by accident haven't really been able to hook up as mm-hmm. much as we wanted to mm-hmm. and that's al- already sounded a little awkward but i think i'm sticking with it i want to put a pin in that because i want to come back to that in a should bit. we put it in the parking lot yeah let's let's, let's put it in the parking lot we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll put the the handbrake on what do you right. call it the parking brake uh either one okay so um I think that we'd spoken on last week's episode about what we were supposed to be doing this this week, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if we did, which right. we were going to do a Mike at the Movie segment, and I was going to watch Sneakers. Oh, yes, yes. Did you watch Sneakers? No. You're the worst. So, uh, my plan was to watch it on the plane. Which is the perfect time to watch a movie. Because I had, like, I flew from London to Chicago, from Chicago to Memphis, and then from Memphis, like so, after a couple of days, right, right, and from Memphis to Houston, and from Houston to San Francisco. So you've seen most of the United States, at, at, at least airport-wise. Anyway, I was in like point. four states in forty-eight hours. It was amazing. God, that's not fun. Um, what I didn't, so, but I thought I had a few activities. Right, mm-hmm. so we editing a few shows. Okay, and I was going to watch the movie. Right, I grossly misunderstood or underestimated how much time it was going to take for me to do the editing. I edited for the entire time. Although on the first leg, on my trip from London, I was getting sleepy, so I watched an episode of Mad Men. 
right? Because I was like, oh, I have like four more plane journeys to go. I'll right. have enough time for the movie. Right. But I didn't. And then, because uh, I felt bad, I was going to watch it here and I was going to watch it yesterday. But then on Tuesday, our entire audio setup basically exploded. Which and is delightful. We had to move connected to yesterday. Mm. So mm-hmm. then I was recording at that time, so I apologize for not watching the movie. No, it's okay. I, I will accept your tale of woe, Mike. But no, it's oh, as I said to you yesterday as we were walking around uh, going, I think, to the app camp for girls happy hour. Um, really, I'm just upset because you're, you've denied yourself one more week of having had seen this movie. So... At this point, I've built it up enough that you're probably going to hate it, but nevertheless, I still love this movie. I loved it after I watched it again uh, on the way here, so you'll enjoy it, I think, and, yeah. and we'll talk about it either next week or the week after, because you're probably going to be a little bit out of out of sorts when you get back to London. So Yeah, I'm, again, hoping to watch it on the plane, because I have some stuff to edit, but not as much, and plus this one is a straight ten and a half hours. Oh, goodness. That, that's not fun. No. Like, do you get up and walk around? A lot. Well, every hour. <laughs> so that that was the thing, like for me on the way out, that I didn't really anticipate. Like every hour, I was getting told to wake up and go. Right, right. You know, stand up, get up, get out. Yeah, and no. I don't really like walking around on planes. Oh, neither do I. It's awkward, and everyone's looking at you like, "Why are you not just going to the bathroom and going back to your seat?" You know, why are you just standing here looking at people? awkwardly or at least that's what happens with me um i agree with you i don't like doing that and like cross country or intercontinental you know international flights like that like when you jump the pond they're just bad like unless you're flying first class and because you have way too much money or way too many miles um they're just not good have you ever flown like first or business um yes a couple times so um on the way between helsinki and copenhagen once for work i landed in the front row of like it might have even been a propeller plane and the only reason I knew I was in first class was because the the plates and knife and fork that I got for like my bagel breakfast or whatever it was were porcelain and metal as opposed to the plastic that started like two rows behind me. And that entire flight was maybe an hour. I mean, you would know better than me. You're European. Uh, it was not long. Um, and then for Aaron's birthday last year, no, year before last, we went to Disney World and, and, uh, we, and we sprung for, I think it was like business class or something whatever now whatever it was it was not terribly expensive because i wouldn't have spent more than like 100 or 200 dollars a seat on it even for a birthday because it was it, that's just insane so it wasn't like premium economy or something. maybe that's what it was whatever it was it allowed us among other things to get free drinks like i remember that much like we yeah, had gotten high enough like premium economy. yeah we'd gotten high enough that we got free drinks and maybe even a free check bag and so i i felt like hot stuff because i am usually in steerage you know in the back of the plane and and in this case we were either in like an exit row or maybe towards the front or something it wouldn't have been first class because that's too much money but it was probably premium economy yeah if you were going to do it like if you were going to do it if i were going to do it business is probably the class that you'd go for like yeah, to go yeah, yeah. to splash out because first class is just like expensive for the sake of expensive yep. like it's not that much more expensive it's, it's not that you don't get much more than business, business mm-hmm. but they price it so high because mm-hmm. you can and people it's like the edition it. of you know the apple watch edition yep. of travel yeah it's just expensive because that i actually quite like that that's that is exactly what it is yeah um so have you ever done business then no no uh, see it's it is good but it's silly expensive no, I've done premium economy now a few times. So I did it to Atlanta and back, and I've done it on this trip. To Atlanta and back? I bet that was awesome. It was, actually, with BA. I'm flying with United, and they don't really seem to appreciate that it even exists. Like, 
It's funny because a lot of people I know that are both frequent and infrequent travelers um, are all in on United. Like I was talking to our mutual friend, uh, underscore David Smith, about this. He has decided that he's all in on United now. And he doesn't fly that terribly often, um, or at least I don't think he does. And it's funny because everyone I know that's all in on United has varying levels of hatred for United. Like none of them like it. They just... They tolerate it or hate it more than everything in the world. But at this point, they've got 11 gazillion miles on United, so they can't go anywhere else. Like, that's why, I mean, you're a marketer. That's why they Mm -hmm. make these loyalty, you know, point programs. But uh, I don't get it. So I, BA is my airline. Which any European airline is easily 15 times better than any American airline. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) BA is my airline. That's the airline that I like the most. And it's the one that I have my miles with. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't do this trip with BA. Because I booked the whole thing in one go. Ah, see, rookie mistake. So, well, no, it's actually way cheaper. Oh, okay. Never mind. I booked through an agent. And if you book them all in one go, it ends up being cheaper. Because BA couldn't do the first part. They couldn't service the first part, like Mm -hmm. me going to Memphis. Um, But now I may actually consider United again because I'll see how it is on the way back. But they had Wi-Fi over the Atlantic, which I've never experienced before. Now, you had Wi-Fi on a domestic American flight ever, or is this the first time you've ever had internet in a tube? I had it once but I can't remember where I was going. <laughs> but it was it was a, a shorter flight. Yeah. It must have been in the US, but I, I, I don't know when or where, but I have had it before. But this was like, that, that was something special. Like, now, over the Atlantic, that is that is genuinely technically impressive. Because what it did was, is it, it made the eight hours that I was on that plane way more manageable. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I got off it and I was like, I know I've been on the plane, like, for as long as I'm usually on the plane, but that didn't feel as bad. And right. I think part of it was I wasn't isolated. Yep. Because I could still talk to everybody. Yep. So I'm, I think that the plane on the way back uh, are the same. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, so I will have the same. And part of this is because United don't really have proper in flight entertainment. Uh, so, okay. like, my, my, um, my seat had a screen in it that was like, it was like a postage stamp. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like seriously, it was really small. Right. Like it was really, really small. Uh, I can't think of anything to compare it to and I'm not going to make a hand gesture because people can't see it. Uh, yes. It was it was maybe like the size of a CD case. Okay. okay. You know, maybe a little, no, it was smaller than that even because that wouldn't have even been too bad. But it was a really small screen. So what they do is they have this like Wi-Fi entertainment system. So if you download the United app, onto your device. Uh, okay. All of their entertainment streams to your device. Interesting. So because of that, they they cheap put out Wi-Fi on in. And, and they cheap out on the screens. Yeah. yeah I got you. That's interesting. Um, in in America, when you're doing a domestic flight, most of them use this thing called GoGo, uh, GoGo Air or GoGo InFlight. Something That's like what that. I've used. I've used okay. GoGo before. And it's it's considering you're in a tube at thirty five thousand feet, it works reasonably well most of the time. Uh, please don't send me email. I'm sure that you've had a sob story about it. It's okay. Generally speaking, if you consider the fact that you're hurtling through the atmosphere at five hundred miles an hour at thirty five thousand feet, it works well. Well, anyways, GoGo uses, at last I heard, uses like uh, cell phone antennas pointed at the ground to just pick up cell service and rebroadcast that as a Wi-Fi in the in the plane. That doesn't work over the Atlantic, so they must be doing some sort of crazy satellite thing. Yeah. I think it's selling. That's very cool. And how much was it? It was like $16. For the entire flight? Yeah. 
That's how much I paid for my domestic one. I was happy with that. That's ridiculously affordable. And you could transfer it from device to device. Yep, yep, but, yep. But I just paid for it on two devices. <laughs> it was $16. Like, this is Making it rain. Yeah, well, you know, it, it made the journey a lot better. And I'm hoping to do it again. But, like, it's... I think my flight is 10 hours and 30 minutes. And it's like... It, there is no good time to fly back from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But this is a bad time. Because I, like... My flight takes off at noon this time. Okay. I arrive back home at 7 a.m. the next day. That's rough. I mean, uh, I can imagine. I could have, I would have thought it would have been worse. Like you leave at noon and then arrive at noon or something like that. You know, at least you're arriving at the beginning of the day. But God, going east But I won't sucks. be able to sleep though. Right. Going east is the worst. Like yeah. whenever I've been to Europe, which I love visiting Europe. I really do. But whenever I go, I hate the, the beginning of the journey because it's pretty much always a red eye. And I can't sleep on the plane. And so I'm a disaster when I arrive wherever it is I'm going. Uh, I don't envy that at all. Let's take our first break, and then we can talk about uh, our week. Yes, let's do that. This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform of over 3,000 on-demand video courses that can help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. To get yourself a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog analog linda is for problem solvers it's for people that are curious and who want to make things happen when you look at something like wwdc week people are learning new stuff right and maybe you've you've seen what's been happening on stage and you're like it's time for me to learn how to use xcode you can go to linda.com and you can learn that stuff they can teach you ios app development they even have swift training and i can assure you that everything that's come out over the last couple of uh, over the last week, lynda.com is going to have courses on that stuff literally as soon as they can make them. So you can, you'll be able to jump in and, you know, when iOS 9, uh, when, when all of that sort of stuff is, is filtering out a little bit more, right, you know that right. lynda.com is going to have courses because that's what oh, they're great Oh, of course. At. So with lynda.com, you're able to watch and learn from top experts who are super passionate about teaching. You can stream these thousands of video courses on demand, and you can learn on your own schedule. You can learn at your own pace. Their courses are structured so you can watch them from start to finish, or you can also just consume them in bite-sized pieces if you want. On the website, you can browse each transcript as well, so you can follow along, and it allows you to search for an answer in the in the transcript. You can click it. It takes you straight to the video. And it just skips right there. It's absolutely awesome. You can download tutorials as well and watch them on the go, including access on your iOS and Android device, so you can truly watch wherever you want to and learn however you like. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about trying to learn something new or to start a new hobby, then you should go and visit lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much, lynda.com, for their support of this show and Relay FM. Excellent. You know that uh, Linda's going to have everything pretty much immediately, just like you said. I mean, they're so good about this stuff. So, excellent. So, how's your week been? Big week? Do you know what? It's been good. It's been good, but not enough Mike and Casey time, I got to say. Yeah, this is actually an... an, um, I was thinking about this last night. I was talking to Matt about this and how this year has kind of felt different in that regard. That uh, I feel like I haven't had enough time for anything. Yeah. Tell me about it. I and completely agree. I don't know if this is really something that I can address in future years, but you know, it would have been better if we wouldn't have had some issues that meant that we lost time for recording. Mm-hmm. 
because we spent as long as it would have taken us to record the episode to diagnose and fix the problems that we were having. That's terrible. So that's something, you know, to just... We've learned that now, so that won't happen again next year. Um, I think we, I could maybe schedule my week a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a lot of firm times in place for doing stuff, uh, which I probably should have. You know, I thought, ah, oh, we'll work it out, but no, we should. I should have worked a lot in advance. <laughs> but the other thing is, and I think the main thing is, is as I'm making more friends, yep, and I have more people that I want to see, I don't get enough time to spend time with any individual people so it feels like i'm not really accomplishing anything yeah i i know you listeners can't see me but i was vehemently nodding my head during that entire uh portion because i completely agree like we are you and i both are extremely lucky that we've been able to come here that we've been able to participate in in whatever conference may be um that we have so many friends that are here as well that we want to see but the the flip side you know to that is that we're both spread really thin and it's hard not to say that without sounding completely insufferable. And so I hope I'm on the good side of that, but it just ends up that there's so many things that we want to do because there's so much fantastic stuff happening. Like last night, for example, we, um, I had briefly mentioned earlier, we went to the app camp for girls happy hour, which was lovely. And, um, and I'm really glad we had a chance to go, but then we had to leave a little bit early to go to uh, see Merlin Mann's uh, comedy show, um, three ring binder. And that was great. But by the time we got done with that, it was like darn near bedtime. And, you know, we went to the park 55 bar and had a drink and then went to bed and it's not that any of this is bad but it's like that didn't allow for a whole lot of time for us to see each other like and 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 as we as we build more of a following you know we more people want our attention which is wonderful and we're so lucky to have that but that leaves less time for you and me to hug it out and that's sad so this is why we record at 8 a.m. in the morning. No, truly, that is why we're recording right now because I didn't want to miss a, a lunch session at WWDC, and our we and our evenings are just totally slammed. Which again, I hope I don't. I hope I don't sound too terrible saying that. It's just it's the fact of the matter, and it's worse this year than it's ever been, in my opinion, which is wonderful and terrible. Yeah, worse is a good thing. Like, yeah, yeah, worse in a good way. Worse is the is the wrong word, but I understand. Like it's. There is just more stuff, right. and, and I feel like it probably will continue to to grow that way. And but I feel like a lot of people I'm talking to are like that. There is just so much to do. Uh, adding more conferences in, you know, mm-hmm. this time around has mm-hmm. been another thing. Uh, in hindsight, like I don't know why I ever thought I would have enough time to to go right. to layers because I I've only went to a few things and, and I really enjoyed it. And and I know some of the people that were there more, and it's and I missed out some stuff that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be surprised if I if I book anything like that next year. That's funny to me because anytime I've been here, I'm in you know the the conference, the big conference, WWDC, and and it's I totally believe you and understand that that you don't have the time for other stuff. But it, it's it's very peculiar to hear you say, "Oh my God, even just a few sessions, I can barely fit it in." And I think part of that though is because you are a lot more receptive than I am to doing things with listeners or people that you don't know well. And and the reason I'm not is because I just simply don't have the time. Because to me, yeah. I can't let WWDC budge. Like we're we're skipping a session right now because this it just so happens that this slot there was nothing I was desperate to see. 
but you you were telling me that you're gonna, you're going to go to lunch with someone um, uh, today, and and I wouldn't necessarily be able to do that. I was able to go to lunch with a, with a, a listener that I sort of knew yesterday, but that was the only time I'm skipping, you know, like the the official Moscone lunch or WWDC lunch, and and so. On the one hand, in summary, it's nuts to me that you say you don't have time. But on the other hand, it makes perfect sense because you've allowed yourself to get spread even more thin than I think I have because I have that daytime like blocked out. Well, I'm just stacking that time up with other stuff. Right. And I thought that, you know, I can do layers this year. Right. And in theory, I would have been able to, but. I'm I'm not decided like you know if if they do it again or if there's something else I might look at it but I would definitely remember do you remember last year like seriously I I <laughs> I mean the tickets were I can't remember how much they were for layers yeah yeah it was like seven or eight hundred dollars I think I went to maybe three hours on the first day and forty five minutes on the second day oh, and it was only a two really a two it day a two show day right thing. God that's that's stinky like yeah. I mean I would I would feel. A little bit crummy about that, and it's nobody's fault. And again, I mean, here let's let's play it back. I mean, the the problem is you've had either work to do, or you're just too darn popular. Like this is a wonderful problem to have. He's rolling. Yeah. You should see how badly Mike just rolled his eyes a second ago. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, you're you're a very popular fellow. It is, but you know, the the way I think about this is, is like a time time management and scheduling problem. That that's what this is. And I need to to either think about how I manage that a little bit little bit better next time, or I do something different. But let's talk about attending because mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know much about it at all. Mm-hmm. So what? I mean, I think one of the things that I've I don't know why I've never asked you this before. But why do you attend WWDC? <laughs> it's a fair question. Um, I th- there's several answers. First, um, I find it absolutely fascinating. I love going to the sessions. I love learning. Um, I always feel really great on the plane on the way back because I have all these things that I've learned that I want to play with. Um, as an example, uh, on the watch now, you can in in Watch OS two, you can do the sort of thing that would enable a fast text fast text for the watch. And so I've been like rumbling in around in my head. Yeah, maybe I should bring fast text back. I could do that on the watch. That may not be so bad. And so I don't think I will, but even just, you know, the fact that I'm thinking about that is, is exciting and I enjoy it. Um, I could make an argument, and I think it'd be an okay argument, that it's relevant for ATP and slightly for here. Okay. Um, and I think that sort of counts. But um, I also, I keep trying in my real job, in my J-O-B job, to find a way to do this sort of thing there. And it's hard to do that if I don't really know what I'm doing. And you can make an argument whether or not I do know what I'm doing, but at least this helps me know more about what I'm doing. And so I go for that. And in the end of the day, if I don't get a ticket next year, or maybe even if I choose not to get a ticket next year, I would be surprised if I don't come to San Francisco, at least for the next few years during this time. Because you know, as we've said just a moment ago, so many of our mutual friends are here. And even if I'm not at the conference and like you're you're demonstrating right now, you know, there's so many things to do that it's almost silly not to come out if you if if you if you can. So, yeah, I just wondered because it's like. I understand like Marco explicitly mm-hmm. because he builds iOS. Right, apps. right, right. And again, like I don't really know why. Like for work stuff, what John? Oh, this is completely irrelevant. It is completely irrelevant for work. It's just he's super, super interested, right? And and well, it's it's completely irrelevant for his regular job. Up until this year, it was relevant for his side hustle, which was you know writing those novels about OS ten. 
as far as I know, hand on heart, this really is not, he's really not doing a review this year. Like, it's not like he's just pulling, pulling a fast one on everyone. As far as I am aware, it's really not happening. And, and so you could make a similar argument for John, like you were saying, Mike, that, you know, maybe there's no point, if you will, to him being there, but you know, it's, it's wonderful to be able to experience that it helps our side hustle. You know, it helps ATP and, and I keep aspirationally thinking it's going to help me in my real work, but we'll see. Could you not just watch the videos? Though? Like for, for sure. ATP, mm-hmm. would the videos not just do a decent enough job maybe? I think they would. Because um, again, like Marco would get more benefit going to the labs, sure. right? Because the labs, my understanding is where you take your app or your project to somebody at Apple and sure. show them and they can either... I found out about the design lab a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, which like blew my mind. I think this was um, the iOS in iOS eight. Because, oh, okay. So because in iOS seven it was too early because right. they showed off the new design and having a design lab wouldn't have made any sense. I, I well, think they always like, have UI design lab. Yeah, but, but I mean, like if, but the story I'm going to say, like, so people would take their like new UI to people mm-hmm. and be like, you know, take a look at this, yeah. tell Let me, me know what, what you, you think. think. And I was like. That makes so much sense, but that's kind of crazy. But my yep. also my understanding is they are the busiest the design lab. The design lab is yeah, um, yeah, and that's the idea is that the, there's several different kinds of labs. So there may be a AV Foundation lab, which is basically audio video stuff, and maybe uh, if Marco's having a problem with smart speed and he can't figure it out, he can go to the AV Foundation lab and talk to one of the engineers that works on AV Foundation. And additionally, something like AV Foundation, which is smaller, it's not like you know the entire user interface team. Something like AV Foundation may only be like five to ten Apple employees in total. And so there's it's quite possible that he'll be having a problem with one specific piece of code. And there's probably a 50-50 shot that the, the, the developer that wrote that code, he or she may be the one that Marco's talking to. So, you know, you can fire against this, fire back and forth with this other developer and get problems sorted very quickly. Or get problems surfaced quickly so maybe there isn't a fix to be had at the lab but then you know johnny or Susie or whatever can go back to apple and say oh man i really got to fix that thing i never realized that was that was an issue and so that's really that's really awesome um i've never had a reason to go to the labs um and so i've i mean i see them but i've never been to one but anyone i've ever spoken to who has ever been to one says they're phenomenal and, and wonderful and excellent um and to your point mike there's no way to get to that without a ticket but for John or myself, you could pr- we could probably get out of this what we needed just by watching the video. But on the other side of the coin, when are we going to have the time to watch the video unless we take a week off of work and sit there during the day and watch the videos? And and so if you're going to be doing that anyway, why not go to the show? Plus, if you'll permit me to be completely insufferable, it part of building the ATP and analog brand is to be in front of the people who listen to your shows. And not to say we can't do that in San Francisco in general. I mean, I'm sure you were mobbed at the app camp uh, happy hour last night, for example, but it's also neat to be able to do that within Moscone, within the conference center where WWDC is happening. So I don't know, maybe it's silly, maybe it's selfish. I guess it is, but hopefully, I don't know, but uh, I will continue to try. I suspect until I just don't win the lottery, and and then at that point, I'll probably just come and pull a mic and get to do things that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. And for all I know, that might even be better, but well, I'll stick with it for now. So um, during the sessions, do the Apple employees remain like anonymous? No, no, no. So they always um, have full names at, at the beginning of each session, and they always 
share some sort of title, although the title is like UI Kit Engineer or something like that, which basically says I work on the user interface. At the end of the slides, they always have an evangelist's email address. Now, that's usually one of only three or four people, but um, they're definitely approachable. And a lot of people will go up to the presenters after the, the talk is over and try to get a moment of their time. And usually they're very receptive to that. Um, the, the presenters at WWDC are unbelievably good. I don't recall if we talked about this last week, but these are you know nerds. These are people who write code for a living, generally speaking. And generally speaking, people who write code for a living are not particularly social creatures. And nevertheless, these, these talks are rehearsed so well and planned out so well that you would think these are all professional presenters. It's, it's unbelievably how, uh, unbelievable how good they are. Um, and, and I'm in awe every year about how well done all of these presentations are. And like if you're in the lab and you're talking to a core audio engineer mm-hmm. or whatever and you're talking for a problem, like, oh, this is interesting. Like, do they ever give you a business sure. card? Well, from what I understand, yes. It's not guaranteed by any stretch, but yes, uh, from my understanding, they absolutely will. And they'll say, hey, you know, if you have a problem with this in the future, let me know. So that's, and, that's massive. Right. Like, that's money can't buy type exactly. value, right? Exactly. Yeah. So for to your point, originally, you know, for Marco, how, how could you not? But... For someone like me or John, well, you know, maybe the videos would be fine. I don't know. All right. I have more, actually, that I want to talk to you about. All right. Um, as we talk about the fact of some of the other implications being away for a week mm-hmm. can have in your life. But let me take a break. All right. This week's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. You can go and start building your website today at squarespace.com. But if you use the code FEELS at checkout, you will get yourself 10% off at Squarespace. Build it beautiful. When it comes to giving yourself a place on the internet, Squarespace should be the first place that you turn because they put all of the power that you need into your hands and take away all the stuff that you don't want to have to worry about, all the painful stuff, all the difficult stuff, like worrying about hosting, scaling, caching, all like trying to find a beautiful theme, trying to you know create an interface. Like You don't have to worry about any of that <laughs> with Squarespace. They make it all nice and easy to use. With Squarespace, you're able to build a site that looks both professionally designed and takes away all of that painful stuff. Now, that's a, a balance that not a lot I've found in the past that not a lot of people can meet. Like, to make it look like your website is professional and really nice and unique rather than it's just come from, like, a stock option, you know, like a theme garden or something somewhere. <laughs> uh, I hate that term, by the way. Yeah, it's... You know, so you end up with something that looks really great without needing to code a bunch of stuff. Squarespace has really intuitive and easy-to-use tools that you can use to make your website look and feel exactly as you want. Squarespace is trusted by millions of people around the world, and some of the most respected brands and companies as well also use Squarespace because they have state-of-the-art technology to power your site, but also also ensure security and stability. All of Squarespace's templates feature responsive web design. They all look fantastic on all devices. And Squarespace also has their 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have teams located in New York, Dublin, and Portland who are there to help you. They have their commerce platform as well, which we use at Relay to sell our t-shirts and and our stickers and our buttons. this is basically allows anybody to add a, school, a store to their Squarespace site. They also have their cover page functionality that allows you to build a great-looking single-page website, rock-solid, fast hosting, and so much more. And if you are the type of guy or gal who wants to stretch Squarespace even further, the dev platform is now out of beta and is available to everyone, and they've added even more functionality over time to allow you to take your Squarespace site further than ever before. You can start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to 
to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, to get yourself 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Thank you to Squarespace for their support of Analog and Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Thanks, Squarespace. So, yes, this is the longest time you've been away from Declan, right? Oh, yes. How are you doing? Lay it on the line. Uh, I am doing okay. I'm, I think Aaron's doing okay-ish. Um, as it turns out, he has been a little difficult this week. Um, he For a long time, for two or three weeks, he was sleeping through the night, no problem. He was not particularly fussy during the day, and um, like last night... As, as we record this, he woke up a couple of times and he uh, took a very short nap. And it, from what I can tell, Aaron was able to get him back to sleep, which is excellent. But um, it's like I miss the two of them a lot. And I always miss Aaron and, and I miss him quite a lot. Um, but there's an there's a different and increased amount of guilt that I don't think I really expected um, for me being away. And it's and I think a lot of that comes from him having a little bit of a difficult time because Aaron doesn't have anyone to help her. And she's she was staying with my parents for the first day or two, and that was super helpful. And then her mom has been staying at night. Um, so so that's been super helpful. But it's never the same, right? You know, it's it's if you were sick and like let's say you couldn't walk very well or something like that, you know, having having Adina around to help you out is one thing. Having your mom around to help you out is wonderful. But not the same thing, you know? And so I feel really guilty that she's had a kind of rough week with Declan and I haven't been able to do any I haven't been able to do anything about it. And what could I and it's not like I can phone a friend from here, right? You know, there's like there's nothing I can do from here. And she has been an angel. Like she's not made me feel guilty and she's not volunteered, like, oh God, let me tell you about how terrible Declan slept last night. It's that I feel guilty because I know that Declan didn't sleep well and and that's tough. But that aside, uh, it's also cool. Like one of the most heart meltingly amazing moments of my life was um, uh, we were FaceTiming and Aaron brought the the phone up. So it was in front of his face and he was looking at it kind of quizzically. And then I said, you know, hey, Declan, how are you? And his face just like lit up. And it could be that he was just looking at a shiny object and he found that exciting. No, or, no. But uh, but I like to think that it was because he recognized that dad was there. And um, and that that was really awesome. And so I'm looking forward to I won't be able to see him until Saturday morning. I'm flying tomorrow about midday because, as I mentioned before, I hate red eyes. And this is as late as I could do it without taking a red eye. Um, and so I get to Dulles in Washington, D.C. at around uh, 11 o'clock at night, and then I've got a two-hour drive home after that. Now, this is a self-created problem. I, I, I love, I always take the same flights, literally same flight number, the whole thing, back and forth from WWDC, because I really like Virgin America. Um, so uh, God save the queen, right? Uh, I really like Virgin America. Kind of. <laughs> you should have seen how upset Mike was at that comment. <laughs> but uh, I love Virgin America and uh, God save Richard Branson. And um, and so I take flight, I think it's 69 out to San Francisco. It's flight 90 back. And uh, it's direct. Virgin treats you like a human rather than a cattle, uh, you know, just a cow um, to be put in steerage. And I love it. But the problem with that is that prevents me from getting home until like one in the morning or 
or typically what I'll do is I'll stay overnight somewhere um, and go the next morning. But that's not happening. That's not happening this week. I want to get there as soon as I can. And I'm already looking so forward to seeing Aaron. I'm looking so forward to seeing him when he wakes up. So it, it's going to be good. How, how's it being away from Adina? I mean, it's not it's not that different. I mean, it must be stinky, especially since you guys are, are cohabitating. So it must make it even harder. It's, it's different. Like, it is different because, I mean, I don't feel, like, guilty because Zadina can't look after herself. <laughs> no, see, like, so that part of it yeah. is, is is definitely different. But it's not the same either because the time difference screws so you way more than it screws me. So, I don't know. Like, I I do miss her. That, uh, and, like, I go through points of missing her more when we're away than other times because I'm really busy. Mm-hmm. So, then I feel guilty about that part. Right, because I know that, like, well, I don't know actually, because I can't speak for her. But all I know is I know that it's different for me. Like, if she is away, mm-hmm. then if then I feel, I believe that I feel worse because I'm at home, right? Right, because I'm here, so I'm doing all these exciting, fun things. I'm right. seeing You're all my distracted. friends, so it distracts me. Yep. But I know that she's in, you know, in the evenings, for example, is going to be in the same place. She's going to be in our bed, right? You know, that kind of thing. Right, right. However, you know, she tells me what she's doing and it sounds like she's having a great time. Oh, good. She's good. making all the food that she wants to eat and watching <laughs> the shows she wants to watch. So a lot of Elvita going on in the in the Hurley oh, household? Oh, of course. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I, I... But my thing and our problem is the time difference. Yeah. Eight hours is a lot of hours. Oh, yeah, it is. And the problem is, so you're like on an opposite schedule, I would assume, right? Basically, what happens is... I wake up and I send her a message or two, but she's working. And then by the time that she's home, I'm out doing whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we chat like sporadically. Then in like the early evening here, she's going to bed. Right, right. Then she wakes up as I'm on my way home, like back to here, back to the hotel. Right, right, right. And then I go to sleep. And it goes over again. Yep. So the, there is a very small window of time mm-hmm. that we're actually able to interact, which is that's the difficult part because we talk all day, right? So we, right. you know, we 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 when she's at work or whatever, um, we're always chatting, and I think that's that's the thing that makes it the hardest is because there's this massive, massive time difference mm-hmm. that sits somewhere in the middle. Well, in your whole your whole world kind of gets turned upside down, right? Yours in a, in an almost literal sense because you're across the planet, but her routine kind of gets thrown all off because you're not there, and because even during the day when mundane things are happening, like you were saying, she's not getting to to talk to you, and that's and so it makes it hard. I mean, yeah, you guys don't have a baby at home, but it doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean it's not really different than normal, and and that's stinky, and 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 it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to reconcile well, for me anyway. It's hard to reconcile. Like on the one side, I'm having a really great time. I'm I'm loving being able to see you and Stephen and everyone else, and I'm really excited and I'm really happy about that. But in the but in the next breath, I'll tell you, I also miss my family deeply, and I kind of wish I was home. Like I, I'm I'm glad I'm here, and I would God, I would have the world's worst FOMO if I wasn't here. But at the same time, part of me wishes I was just at home, you know, cuddling with the two of them. And it's a hard thing to reconcile and. I don't know, I guess maybe the title of this episode should be Casey Feels Guilty About His Opinions because I feel kind of guilty that I'm lucky enough to be here and yet in some ways I'm wishing that I was at home. But I don't know, it's just it's a hard thing, like I said, to reconcile. Yeah. Um, on that kind of note, would you do anything different? Like, is there anything that you can think of? Like, I can't, for example, because like, I don't know what I would do. 
I don't know. I, we had talked about having Aaron come out, well, presumably Aaron and Declan come out for a day or two. Um, next year, if I, if I were to have my way and if Declan was capable of making the trip, and not in like a literal sense, but like, you know, it didn't, we, if we didn't think it would just ruin everything to have him make a cross-country trip, um, I'd love to have them come in for a day or two. Like last year, uh, Marco's wife, Tiff, came in through either Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I want to say Wednesday morning. And I think if Aaron came in and like if, if all of us came in on like Friday or Saturday, so, you know, the European contingent typically comes in on Saturday. I presume that's what you would have done had you not been already in Memphis, right? Is you would have probably come in Saturday. I always arrive on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. Well, a lot of the Europeans come in on Saturday. Um, and so maybe, you know, if we were here Saturday, then Aaron would get to see everyone. Sunday, Aaron would get to see everyone, including all the Americans like me that come in Sunday afternoon. And then maybe she would stick around Monday, let's say, just to see whatever goes on Monday uh, evening. And then at that point, I think it's reasonable for her to, you know, for them to go home. But this way, I feel like it would make it a lot different because she was there for some of it, right? You know, she got to experience it too. It wasn't exclusively my trip. It was partly our trip, partly my trip. And I and I think that would make that make a big difference. Have you thought of having Adina like take a week off and come and hang? Yeah. I think for me it would also be like the the earlier part. So like right, maybe right. she would come to Memphis with me, because I will do that again. Because one of the good things about going via Memphis rather than going to Memphis after San Francisco is I didn't have to do customs at SFO. Oh, customs nice. at SFO. I'm not kidding. It takes about 90 minutes. Oh, that's in the not lines. surprising. Yeah. Oh, America's the worst. When you when it when you arrive in America, it's like oh welcome, go home. Yeah, we don't want you here. But, but it was absolutely fine at Chicago. Which is where I originally, like, that was where I first cl- mm-hmm. cleared customs. It was mm-hmm. my first uh, entry into American soil because I had to do that. And the really annoying thing where I had to pick up my bag and then go yep. to the domestic terminal, um, go through all security again. Uh, so maybe, so I would definitely go to Memphis first again because it makes the whole trip easier. And mm-hmm. so I may, like, it might be nice to bring Adina to have her come to Memphis with me and then have her come here for a day or two. Right. But right. I think I would try and do it. So, for example, we were in Memphis for maybe like Wednesday mm-hmm. through to Friday and then came here on Friday, like Friday, early Saturday, because mm-hmm. from Monday onwards, she's not going to enjoy it. But that's the thing is like you, you want to be able to have I want to be able to full, properly enjoy it as well. Right, right. And neither of you would enjoy it. And you would feel. I mean, yeah. And that's why when I said, you know, maybe have Aaron leave like Tuesday morning, I feel like having having her around or, or she and Declan around for Monday may not be so terrible because she can. I mean, she's a big girl. She can entertain herself for a day. But to your point, you know, much past Monday, I think it would just be it would be a burden for everyone, not for not for you and me. Not, well, not only for you and me, but also for, for them as well. Um, and the other thing thing that last year when when Aaron was pregnant we did was we flew to LA like the weekend prior to WWDC and one of Aaron's sisters is in LA both of my little brothers are in Southern California and so we were able to do like a little family circuit and then come up to San Francisco and I'd love to be able to do that again I would love 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 to be able to do that again next year but again you know with with the baby it's uh, how much how much do we really want to wreck his routine? And it's, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it would be causing more headaches for ourselves to, to, to uproot him like that. Although, come to think of it, maybe when he's, you know, a year and a half old or whatever, he will be this time next year. Maybe we can leave him for a few days. You know, maybe one of the grandparents will be nice enough to, uh, to babysit for a few days. So we'll see. But 
I don't know. I, I miss her. I mean, I, I miss both of them a lot. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm really amped for the rest of the conference. I'm amped for the stuff that you and I are doing, you know, tonight, for example, but, um, but I'm also amped to go home. Talking about babies, one of the other things that I've noticed this week is that my business doesn't stop running. <laughs> it's been this weird thing where it's like a lot of emails come through and it's like, you know, Oh, even from like not people that are here, you're saying, like yeah. even other stuff. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like okay. all that other stuff has to keep happening. Yeah. You don't really get to take a week off, do you? No, <laughs> not at all. Like, especially because I hadn't prepared in that way. Right. Like if I go on holiday, holiday, mm-hmm. I prepare things a little bit differently. Right. But one of those things that I prepare is Stephen takes over some responsibilities, but that doesn't work because we're here together. So right. it doesn't work that way. But it's like. My brain, for some reason, is like, oh, everybody's going to be here, so it's all going to shut down. It's like, no, like 90% of the people that you work yeah. with not only are not here, but don't care. Right. You know, like sponsors and stuff. Like, they don't, they, it's not, you know, I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, I'm happy to get there. Email, <laughs> right? But it's like that stuff's coming through, and it's like, you got to check this, and you got to make a little PDF, and, you know, and I can do it all because I have my Mac with me, right? So I can mm-hmm. do everything I can usually do at home, but it's, just the disruption in my schedule, which means that I'm not sitting in front of my computer for that amount of time and just getting stuff coming through on my phone. It's like, wow, this business, it actually just keeps keeps on going. Yeah, that's weird. I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. And I probably would have done the same thing. Oh, everyone's going to be there. There's no need to worry about it. It'll be fine. And yeah. then come to find out, well, actually, not everyone is here. The people who are sort of kind of paying the bills aren't necessarily here. Because yep. so. it's like the, in previous years, it's been the same that I've had to record the shows, which is what I was thinking about. But somebody else used to handle the business. Right. But right. now I handle the business. Right. And that's that's the biggest difference, I yep. think, where it's like, oh, yeah, I've got to do all that as well. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so that's been interesting, like yeah, doing those, taking care of those things. It's it's felt, in a lot of ways, this this week has felt the same as the last four years, because this is my fifth time go, uh, that I've been here Um but in some ways, I agree with you, like the kind of what you're implying and in some ways saying is that it has felt a little bit different, not necessarily bad different, but different different. Every year has felt different for me, though. Yeah. Well, this is my third, and, it just, and it's because my life is changing. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really good point, because in in past years, it's been mostly the same old stuff for me. Um, I think it was, was it two years ago was the first time... ATP had existed, but it was only like a month or two old at that point. So, you know, a couple of people introduced themselves, but it wasn't that it wasn't that much. Last year, ATP was a thing. And so I got recognized a lot more and that was different. But the rest of the the rest of the um, week was basically the same. But I don't know this this week, this year, it's felt different again not bad different just different different and and i feel like i'm spread so thin and i feel terrible because there are plenty of people you know some of whom are like friends that used to live in richmond that that live in san francisco now that i've only been able to basically wave to (laughs) you know like i have a a close friend eric who um who used to who i used to work with years ago and he's in san francisco now and i literally like saw him in passing on the street once and i was like oh i hope to see you later and I haven't had the chance to make that happen and I feel terrible. Like I feel spread so thin. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get home and I'm going to be recharged in a lot of ways. Cause I got to see you. I got to see all my other friends. I got to meet a bunch of people that I may not, that I may not have been able to meet bef- otherwise, but I'm going to be exhausted, not only in a literal sense, because neither of us are sleeping as much as we'd like, but in the like, oh my God, that week was nonstop. Like, I don't, 
I don't have any time to sit around outside of, I guess, when I'm in sessions, you know, <laughs> so it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. And we're so lucky to be here together. We're so lucky to, to have this opportunity and to be able to afford to travel here and stay here yeah. and whatnot. But, but gosh, it's, it's not, it's a vacation and it's not all at the same time. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's wonderful to see everyone. It's not a relaxing one. Yeah. 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 It's not like we're sitting on the beach, you know, drinking a fruity drink or anything That's like that. That's where WWDC should be. Yeah. It should be. A, it, it should, should be, be on a, a beach. Yeah. They'll just put a projector up somewhere and uh, show the sessions here and there. Should we relay know. some feels? Let, I would love to relay some feels. That would be excellent. I have some feels my, uh, myself, actually. There are a lot of stickers on this MacBook. We don't need to get into that right now. Relay Your Feels is brought to you by Red Hat. What does it mean when every commercial bank in the Fortune 500 relies on Red Hat for enterprise software, or every department and executive branch of the U.S. government, or even every airline in the Fortune Global 500? It means that more than 90% of all the companies in the Fortune 500 understand the value that supported enterprise open source software can bring to their businesses. If the value of open source is the rapid innovation, freedom, and interoperability that comes from community-powered technology, then the value of Red Hat is taking responsibility for that technology, testing it, enhancing security, and certifying that it will work in your data center. So what is Red Hat doing that is making such a difference? Well, it's simple. Simple, but not easy. Red Hat makes sure that you can get all the benefits of open source without the risk of doing it all yourself. No one else can make that promise, much less keep it. So visit redhat.com to see how they can help your enterprise with application development, storage, and cloud computing. Red Hat, different for the sake of better technology. All right, so let's relay some feels. I saw a Red Hat ad at the airport. Oh, yeah? It was quite funny, yeah. It's, it's wild to me. I may have mentioned this once uh, to you. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but um, when Squarespace started sponsoring like TV ads, like when you yeah, would yeah. see like commercials, well, they don't sponsor TV ads; they make TV. Ads. You, sorry, yes, you know what <laughs> I mean. They only sponsor yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, they only sponsor. That's all they do. Uh, but when they started having TV ads, and uh, like in the Super Bowl ad, like especially, I, re- I vividly remember my mom like calling me and saying, "Wait." The people who sponsor your podcast are, spon- are like showing TV advertisements. What is going on right now? Like it's the weirdest thing, and and uh, and we're very lucky. But anyway, so let's relay some feels. Angus asks, "Do you have a system for what gets written in your field notes versus recorded digitally in day one or other note taking apps?" So, do you, or shall I go with this? Why don't you start and give me a second to think about that? So, day one is where I put meaningful things that happen. So, like. I think I've spoken about this before, like if something exciting happens or, you know, like something interesting happens in the business or like I hit a personal milestone and it requires maybe like a link or a screenshot or something like that, I put it in day one because it's the media kind of, the media kind of dictates where it goes. Um, and then if I, if I put something in a note-taking app, uh, like drafts or byword or something. It's maybe something I intend to publish or it's something that I want to be on devices or something I want to be on my phone for whatever reason, like the hotel room number or any kind of thing. Um, and then also like for field notes, that's where I like make actual notes. So it's like where I write show notes and where I write notes of calls and stuff like that. Pen in hand, quickly scribbling stuff down basically. Yeah, I think I mine sounds pretty similar. You know, day one is something that I consider to be monumental in some way, shape, or form. Um, something that's written down digitally is something that I think I want to keep around for a while because I I treat my field notes more as like scratch paper than anything. And that, yeah, and that that's doesn't. What it's, that's one of the the primary use cases of it, especially mm-hmm. for me as well. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that I like 
that I throw all of my field notes away. Like I key, I don't go through them, through them nearly as quickly as you and Steven do. In fact, I'm looking at the desk in the hotel room at a, at a container full of field notes, like a, a cardboard box. That's clearly, you. yeah, that's specifically designed to hold field notes. It looks like there's roughly 10 field notes in there. This is the workshop companion, the one that they sponsored with. Ah, excellent. Okay. And so there's all sorts of field notes in there. Ah, I see that they are empty. I did not realize that. I had assumed that they were full. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't go through field notes. Like I think Steven blows through field notes at, like, at, a, at an astonishing rate. And for me, it takes a couple of months to go through one at least. But it's, like I said, it's mostly just scratch paper and things I need to remember for a little while. Just the vacuuming, man. Yeah, there's a vacuum going on, like <laughs> next door or something like that. It's like, do you remember on Hypercritical when John always had the yard work people yeah. come in every week? That's basically what's going on here. So if yeah. you can hear the sirens or the vacuum in the background, our apologies. Hotel room recording, man. Yeah. Um, how close to your real persona are both of you on air? This comes from Richard. Like, for example, he seems to remember me saying that I swear off the air. Ah, yes. Um, I swear like a sailor off the air, which I think you and I both talked about on yep. a couple of occasions. Um, I like, I would, I would self-describe as my online persona being a slightly sanitized version an ever so slightly sanitized version of yeah. the real me. Like I don't, it's on shows. I try to be a little more deliberate about the things I say, but there, I would, I'll still say stupid things. And on Twitter, I say stupid things all the time. Um, so I don't think it's, I, I feel like it's the same me. It's just, maybe there's a little bit, a little bit more thought than if, you know, you and I are talking face to face without a microphone in front of us. Um, but I feel like we're the same person and I'll, and I'll kick it over to you, but I'll say to you strike me as the same person on shows. I mean, you don't strike me as very different at all. No, I, I, I agree with you. I basically, it's just Mike with the corners sanded off a little bit. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. I would agree with that. And so it's basically, you know, cause it's just. It's not necessarily changing my personality. There are just certain uh, things that I don't want the shows to have, so that means I don't do them. So it's not necessarily about changing my personality so much. It's making my personality fit the idea of what the show should be from a production standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, on, on ATP, I tend to play more of like the jockey that's kind of moving the thing along, whereas here it's more of a... Uh, maybe not more of a mutual conversation, but I think it's it's because it's just the two of us. It tends to be that you and I are both, you know, having a chat, and and I don't yeah. think either one of us is. I mean, you more than I, but we're. I like to think of us as roughly equal on this. Whereas on any three person show, they're typically we've talked about this. There typically ends up being like one jockey, and then you know a couple or a quarterback, if you will, and then a couple of like you know talkers. And I think that that and connected and on on ATP, I think we're you and I are both kind of the jockeys on that show, and that's okay. I mean, it does. It doesn't mean we don't have opinions about everything. It just means sometimes it's not worth sharing our opinion because the other two have already covered it, yeah. you know, darn well. So that's a good question, though. I think, there's, I, yeah, I think I feel that way. Like, I, and and I think that there is the idea of like using parts of your personality to enable you to fit the show. Yeah, because like I have so many different shows, and I think that I have diff- there's different parts of me that are in each show rather mm-hmm. than it being like a uh I'm not cutting things away as so much as enhancing the part of me that makes the most sense for that show. Yeah, you remember like years and years ago um when like uh, tape players or CD players like had bass boost, you know, and it would like uh-huh. crank up the bass to uncomfortable levels. Well, I think 
I think you hit the nail on the head. Like on each show, you kind of EQ yourself a little bit in a figurative sense. And like you base boost on this show, you trouble boost on the other show. Yep. And it doesn't mean that the other parts aren't there. It's just we don't talk about feels on ATP very much, for example, you know. And so I kind of quiet down the touchy feely part of me usually on ATP and I enhance it on this show. And so they're all just different different pieces of the same person. Mr. Casey Liss, our first episode live in person. I know, this is true. We've spoken so many times in person, and but this is our first analog, our first in-person feels. No, never mind. Uh, it was funny because we were thinking about pre-recording this sneakers episode, and I and it, I just I had a dawning realization of there is no way that we can't do this show in no, person because no. it kind of doesn't make any sense. And it's funny because, like I was lamenting before, I have no time for anything this week, and I didn't know the schedule. Like they don't release the WWDC schedule in terms of what sessions when until yeah. after the keynote. And oh. I, yeah, I know. And I just went on a wing and a prayer that there was going to be some time that you and I would be able to sync up and do this. And and I'm glad we did. It's weird. It it's, meant eight a.m., but there yeah, was but, a time. But there was a time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if it sounds a little crummy because of background noise or because Mike isn't able to put in, you know, the normal amount of editing, then uh, our apologies. But uh, thanks for thanks for coming along for the ride, everyone. And I'm I'm very glad that we were able to do this in person. It's, it's funny. It's it's different. It's it's odd being able to see each other because yeah. we don't usually have video going when we record. It's odd, but normal. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way. Um, I also want to thank our sponsors for this week, Linda.com, Squarespace and Red Hat. If you want to find our show notes. Uh, online, you can do that. We are at relay.fm slash analog slash 44. If you'd like to find Casey, he is at C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S on Twitter and also use the same with .com to find his website. <laughs> and, and I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we'll be back next week from across different sides of the globe. Oh, Until then, say goodbye, Casey Liss. Goodbye, Casey Liss. Yes! I, I, thought, I thought I'd throw it in as one special treat just for you. All right, bye, everybody.